Also, when you look at claim denials for speech therapy, was it a data entry problem? You know, did you put the correct data service? What about the patient's date of birth? Was that correct? Or the subscriber number? Was that entered correctly? Every card, when you look at the front and back card of the insurance card, uh, you'll see a subscriber number. Also, was there an authorization number that should have been put on there? And uh, you want to make sure that there's no data entry problems on the claim. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 34. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is February the 11th, 2018. And as of today, we have well over 28,725 listeners to the show, some of which I know for a fact is from the New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Southeast Louisiana area. And happy Mardi Gras to you guys down in Southeast Louisiana. Hope you guys are having a good time because, man, every time... This, this time of the year rolls around, I get real, real homesick. Here I am in Tucson, Arizona, sunny, dry Tucson, and I'm missing that gumbo, that fried shrimp, oysters, red beans, rice, and sausage. Ugh, it's crazy. Yeah, the other day, Esther at the office, she says, hey, Kyle, what's a king cake? I said, well, that's something we eat in New Orleans around this time every year in New Orleans. It's a it's a pastry. It's kind of like a big old cinnamon roll, and it's in a circle form, and it's got sugar on top of it, and the sugar is colored, uh, you know, green and gold and purple, those Mardi Gras colors, and there's a little plastic baby in there, and everybody gets a slice, and whoever gets the plastic baby has to buy the next king cake for the next party. You know, you know everybody's like, well... Don't swallow the baby, huh? You can't. No, you don't swallow the baby. You spit it out and show it to your friends and say, I got the baby. I got to get the next king cake. And, you know, where do you get a king cake? I say the best place to get a king cake is either Gambino's Bakery or Haydale's Bakery on the West Bank. They got the moist king cake. You know, you don't want it too dry. It's got to be moist. Anyway, this is some second line music from the city of New Orleans. And if you hear this... Anywhere in the area of New Orleans, southeast Louisiana, that means you're close to the Mardi Gras parade route, so this is it. I used to live on Dauphine and New Orleans in the French Quarter, and my balcony wrapped around and looked, you know, down Dauphine Street, down towards uh, downtown, and then you kind of wrapped around Orleans and you looked towards Bourbon Street, and man, the sights that you used to see from that balcony. I could write a book. Good, clean family fun from that balcony, I tell you what. I don't know if you guys ever been to New Orleans, but that's a fun place. Glad I live in Tucson, right? Especially in my late 40s. I just turned 48 this past Christmas Eve, and I'm starting to feel it in my hips and my knees. So, not like I used to be, you know. But anyway, 
Happy Mardi Gras to all you guys. And when you look at the statistics over on the podcast, you'll see around the world, you'll see that obviously the United States is topping the charts, but we've got Japan and Australia, the UK, Canada. We've got listeners in India, Germany, South Africa, and also the Republic of Korea. That's interesting. And also when you look at the United States as a whole, we've got California still topping the charts. It's always back and forth between California and Texas. Then we've got New York, Florida, Arizona, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. So again, wherever you are, but especially this week, you know, happy Mardi Gras to you guys out there in New Orleans and the Southeast Louisiana region. And for all you speech pathologists out there listening, y'all is singular and all y'all is plural. So all y'all have a real good Mardi Gras and I'm glad you're tuned into the show. And please, if you wouldn't mind, go to the platform of your choice, the uh, Android platform or the iTunes platform and leave some good five-star feedback. That way, other people can get the same valuable information that you're getting. So today I'd like to talk about claim denials and speech therapy. Now, why is that claim denied? Anytime you deal with insurance companies or Medicaid or Medicare, you know, when you're working with insurance companies or, you know, other payers other than cash and credit card and checks, you may get what's called a denied claim. Now, when you look at that denied claim, you're going to get what's called an EOB. That may come in the mail, but if you're savvy, if you're doing it electronically, you look at it immediately when that claim is denied. You look at the EOB, that stands for explanation of benefits. And sometimes it'll tell you, well, it wasn't really denied that the cost of care went to the patient in the form of deductibles or co-pays or, you know, co-insurance. Also, too, if you look at the EOB, it might say uh, the patient termed their insurance for that date of service. So, again, if that's happening, especially if the patient termed when you saw them, that means you didn't check the insurance before you saw them for that therapy visit. So, again, anytime you see a patient, you want to have a system in place so you can check benefits to make sure that in actuality, the health insurance that that person has, the patient has to make sure it's active. So we do discuss these types of things in the all access community, the online forum that I have at privateslp.com forward slash coaching. If that interests you, please go there and I'll help you with your coaching and billing and collection needs. Also, when you look at claim denials for speech therapy, was it a data entry problem? You know, did you put the correct data service? What about the patient's date of birth? Was that correct? Or the subscriber number. Was that entered correctly? Every card, when you look at the front and back card of the insurance card, uh, you'll see a subscriber number. Also, was there an authorization number that should have been put on there? And uh, you want to make sure that there's no data entry problems on the claim. A third thing, when you put the data on there and you compile your data, you want to make sure that you have screenshots for the data service when performing eligibility checks. So in other words, if you're doing this electronically, if a patient comes in for their appointment and you confirm that the patient does have insurance at the time of service, you want to take a screenshot of that and file that in the patient's online folder. That way you'll have that as proof if there is a claim denial. Anytime you talk to a representative, you want to note the time and date and the name of the customer rep that you spoke to. Sometimes they have a number, they'll give you that. And you just, you'd be very polite and say, what is your customer ID number? And they'll give that to you. So when you're dealing with pre-authorizations or insurances, you want to note the time and date in the person to whom you spoke. Also too, you know, when you deal with claims and speech therapy, you may have to attach uh, notes or evaluation 
evaluation reports. Always include the medical prescription from the doctor. That's really important. Some insurances have exclusions and or limitations. So even if you have a medical disorder in the notes, sometimes those work, sometimes those don't. So, you know, again, we've received letters in our clinic for patients who obviously need the care, but it'll say something like, you know, we're not, uh, the insurance, will, they'll say something like, you know, we are not doubting that this patient does need this service. We're not saying that. It's just this isn't a covered benefit under this person's health plan. So, again, it may be medically necessary, but, you know, some insurance companies don't pay for speech therapy. So, again, when you price your services in your area, make sure you price it accordingly and appropriately so these families can get what they need from you. Also, too, there's deadlines, timely filing rules. So those vary from six months to a year, sometimes three months, 90 days. So by the time you see that person in your clinic, you want to submit that claim. You can't sit around and hold these claims for two or three months. I mean, you can. You may run into problems. And by the time there is a problem, if you have a denied claim, then you don't have time to go back and correct it. So you want to make sure that you are billing your services out the day of so you don't get behind and you get paid because when patients come to your window when they come to your clinic you know there can't be any financial ambiguity you need to be very clear this is what you owe today i spoke to marcy at united healthcare she said you have a 30 dollar deductible and you need to pay that today you build a claim out and then you'll get your portion a few days later in the mail in the form of a check or if you're set up with united healthcare automatic deposits you'll get that into your bank account so that's something to keep in mind deadlines and also too you want to look at patterns and trends this is a very important thing as a business owner you've got to look and see do we have any denied claims from let's say one third party liability or you know do you see some of your medicaid plans on not providing prior authorizations for your kids that you see or your patients that you're treating. And it's up to you as a business owner. This is very, very important. If you start seeing patterns and trends like, you know, um, denials for, um, you know, medical necessity clause, basically, you know, this claim uh, is not going to be paid because it's not medically necessary. And, you know, or if the health plan is making you do these crazy things like, you know, you've got a valid prescription from the doctor, you've got an authorization for an evaluation, you do that evaluation, then the health plan says, you know, we need to send that kid back to his pediatrician to get another referral. No. And if you see those patterns or trends, you need to call and talk to someone at the health plan that might be a nurse or it might be somebody in charge. And if you have to, you know, go to the state level, go to the state level. And, you know, you want to be that person who stands up for not only your business, but your patients. You know, your patients need these care and they're they're relying on you to be an advocate for them. So again, don't be afraid. We just recently went to the state of Arizona, talked to the attorney general's office. We talked to the head of the Medicaid department. We're really working hard to make sure these children get the services that they need. Again, it's up to me as a business owner to make sure that my patients, my staff, everybody gets what they need. So again, you have to be an advocate for your business. So always look for patterns and trends with payment and collections and you know denials. So always keep a notebook or somewhere, keep some data on that. So again, I hope this has been valuable information for you in this podcast. And if you need any help, reach out to me, Kyle at privateslp.com or privateslp.com forward slash contact. And thank you for listening. 
Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.